se il mondo io mi sposo un po' più in là sono un cuore vagabondo che di regole non ne ha la mia vita è una roulette i miei numeri tu li sai il mio corpo è una moquette dove tu ti addormenterai ma girando la mia terra io mi sono convinta che non c'è odio e non c'è guerra quando a letto l'amore c'è Ay, hacer bien en la mar, hay que venir al sur. Come bello far l'amore, io son pronta e tu. Tanti auguri, papam. Anche tanti amanti, tanti auguri, papam. In campagna e in città. Ay, hacer bien en la mar, hay que venir al sur. And we are back. Yeah, this is episode 190 of the Speed Metal Cycling Podcast. And because we're in the middle of the Giro, what better way to open the episode than with the first lady of Italian disco, Raffaella Carra. Huh? Isn't that the perfect way? I, I, I think it is. There's no way we could open the episode in, in, in a better way. One of my favorite singers of all times. So I was singing the Spanish version of the song that is originally in Italian. But anyway, we are on Restraint Cycling Irreverence since 2009, ladies and gentlemen. We are the least professional, we are the least knowledgeable, and we are the least informed podcast of all times. I am your host, Dan Stallcrusher, and I'm going to give you a warning. Although we are really trying to keep the podcast as clean as possible these days, Bad words may uh, escape here and there, so we apologize in advance for that. We also apologize for every dumb thing that I'm going to say this episode and the next 10 episodes. If you want to support the podcast, you can become a patron or make a one-time donation and all that information, speedmetalcycling.com. And with all that out of the way, let me introduce you to our distinguished hosts for this episode. First, let me introduce you to a women's cycling expert and an Ivy League college professor. Please welcome Natalia. Natalia, how are you doing? Best. <laughs> of anybody. I mean, uh, <laughs> if the White House can say be best, best then, then I am best. Can. Okay, there you go. And second, uh, renowned and infamous cycling journalist, blogger, and photographer, my brother Klaus. Klaus? Hello. Welcome back, brother. Thank you. This place is like full of personalities with such introductions. I feel that we're like hyping this thing up. Don't oh get your God. hopes high. It's not no, going to yeah. happen. Oh, yeah, please don't. Yeah. Just, like, just like every episode, it's going to suck. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Oh, shit. You know what? Actually, we start really in a bad note. You're already cursed. I know. Crap. I'm sorry. And I also realized that I don't have my notebook with me with all my notes. Um. I didn't take any notes during the Giro at all. All my notes were from the races before the Giro, but there was a couple that I wanted to like touch on. So is there anything that either of you guys want to say that will take up time while I go and get my notebook? Sure. And I grab I can talk to, we can talk to Klaus. I can talk to Klaus while you go and collect your, your notes. You guys go ahead. I'll be, I'll be right back. Okay. Well, I have a question. I'll go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. You go get your uh, notebook. So oh, okay, okay. Go. Doing this. All right. I'm wondering, is the, uh, is the objection to cursing that the somewhere where the files are hosted for the podcast or something, or that people listen to this with their kids in the car or something like that? I think that is more related to us trying to reach a broader audience. 
So we're guessing that we can reach more people without the explicit warning well, my- of the title, but not, not oh, the... Gotcha, because gotcha. As, as you said, like if people now have kids and they are raising them to be decent citizens of this world, the last thing that you want is them being exposed to profanity. And we uh, sometimes tend to be on the high side of that. So he's just trying to clean it up so people can listen with, you know, like kids around. But it's mostly my brother, I have to say. (laughs) You don't curse, do you? Not that much. Very, very, very little. And I try to beep myself. So, yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not, it's not that bad, but yeah, okay. no, I think it's a good, I think it's a good, a good, a good initiative being that some people are using this podcast. I don't know why to learn English. So wait, wait, wait. Here's the situation though. Okay. When we were kids, Klaus and I learned a lot of English from HBO, which means we learned English from Eddie Murphy, which means we learned the F word before we learned how to conjugate verbs in English. So I, I was about to say that I, I think I learned how to speak English from Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy, and yet yeah. I know not to use those words. But yeah, yeah, whatever. I, I, I listen when I get passionate, then I say the words, and I'm sorry. So I'm apologizing because here's the thing: I started marking the the, the episodes as um, explicit, and then that mm. way I wouldn't have to worry about it. But the fact is that the downloads went down like significantly, like by a ton. So I'm guessing that either people really don't want to hear it, which is fine, or people just are like, well, if I want to listen to one, I'd rather listen to a clean one just in case or whatever, maybe listen to it at work or whatever, you know. So I, I do remember years ago getting an email from a dad saying that he listened with his daughters and he would appreciate it if I didn't curse as much. Um, at the time I didn't give a crap, so I continued to do it, but now I do care very, very much because I'm about to be a father myself. So, you know, you know how it is. (laughs) Oh my God. Speaking of not, no, I'm kidding. Of course. No, I'm not kidding about being a father. I'm kidding about caring because I'm a father. Um, so actually we haven't even had an episode since I came back from, uh, from Europe. And (laughs) oh my God, my wife is so pregnant. I mean, she's Huge. Not huge width wise, but her belly is very, very, very big. One of my favorite things that happened on vacation, we used her belly <laughs> as a table at a bar <laughs> to put the beers on. <laughs> we were in Florence. It was brilliant. I guess you had to be there. Speaking of beer, I'm listening I'm 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 about to drink a Rheingeist Hue. It's a Hefeweizen. It's from Cincinnati, actually. It's a very, very, very good brewery. So if you can get any of the Rheingeist stuff, their IPA is out of this world. I've never had this Hefeweizen, but I'll let you know what I think once I... Once I have I, a beer-related question. Please, go ahead. Is, uh, for me or for Klaus? In general, is New England IPA a real thing or...? Um, I, I guess you can... I mean... I can start brewing IPAs here in Pittsburgh and then, I don't know, add cherries to it and then be like, oh, that's Pittsburgh IPAs. They have cherries. Okay. So, okay. Okay. But I mean, the, the ones though, I mean, there's like the original IPAs and then there's West Coast IPAs. Uh, and then, I mean, other people have come up with other stuff, but mm, I don't know, unless they're referring to a grouping or something. I don't know. I, I would never say like, 
oh, this tastes just like a New England IPA. Okay. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And New England in general is pretty lame. <laughs> Especially the New England Patriots. Oh, yeah. There. There you go. This. What? I thought they were your favorite football team. They're my favorite team, period, of any. Yeah. yeah. That's like cursing in the United States, kind of. Yeah, actually. So let me tell you another baby story. So we had the baby shower recently and uh, we have family from Cleveland that came down and they were like, oh, we were going to buy you some Cleveland Indians onesies for the baby. I said, uh, no, here in Pittsburgh, it's actually considered child abuse and I don't want to go to jail. So I'm glad that you didn't. What? Guys, come on. Dude, I'm dishing out the jokes. You need, to up, you need to up your game. I'm sorry. What? I only laugh Klaus's jokes. Jokes. Yours are not that funny. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. You broke your notebook. So yes, what's on my your notebook? notebook. Okay. So I hope that people remember everything that happened before. <laughs> Who has birds in the background? Sorry, that's me. Really? Do you have yeah. birds in your house? No, I'm partially outside. Oh. Or, you know, and things are open. Okay. Okay. Klaus, um, do you live in Disneyland and you talk to <laughs> the deer and the squirrel? And no. The no. Although I, I did see a blue heron yesterday here at the house, though. Really? Yeah. Wow. It was very tall, like maybe five foot three or four. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. Are they normal over there? Is it like a. Yeah. Yeah. Common? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Just from the nearby waters. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, but I saw Thumper the other day out back, and then Thumper. Oh, Thumper. Yeah, yeah and then the, the, my dog went out and ate it. Oh, I'm kidding. My dog is a wuss. He doesn't know what to do with. Rabbit. Who is Thumper? Rabbit. The rabbit from. Oh, uh, yeah. the rabbit from See, Bambi. You people do live in a Disney. Like oh, it's Bambi. You gotta you like you like name the stuff after oh, Disney movies. That yeah. movie is amazing. Well, actually, I do have something in the house name. You know, I I think I've said this before. I name everything. My refrigerator has a name. All my plants have names. And oh, wait, like, remember what's the name of the Fred? No, the refrigerator. The refrigerator it has a it has a like a, a a butler's name, but I don't <laughs> remember the name. Oh, uh, Arthur. Arthur, there you Arthur. go. Yeah, the British butler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, my wife, Joe, she's big into gardening, like big into gardening. So she has like one of these little carts, you know, that you like, like one of those old school, like red flyers, like, you know, carts or whatever, but they have like the big chubby tires and everything. So it can go off-roading and that's where she puts like her mulch and all that crap, whatever. The name of the cart is Stumper. So I made stickers for for Thumper and stuff, whatever, named after the the cute bunny and in Bambi. And if people haven't seen Bambi or they haven't seen it since they were little or whatever, I highly recommend that you watch it again. It is absolutely and get traumatized. It's for so life. adorable. It is such an adorable movie. It really is, especially in the end. No, the beginning when the mom dies. That's oh, it's at the beginning? Well, yeah, it's like... And me. you put it so nicely when the mom dies, when the moms get shot. Well, That's the... Mom, the yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but so what? It's a Disney movie. There's always deaths in... Uplifting in, Disney movies. In the yeah, Lion for everybody. King, in The Lion King, the, the Mufasa gets killed by his brother. 
That's right there. That's some stuff. Yeah. So bad. Anyway, do you guys remember this thing called the Tour of Romandy? Yes, I remember that. Man, and Man, you know why I remember, I remember that? that? Because Egan Bernal is a bestia. Yeah, but I so I'm I'm having some sort of echoing here. I'm hearing an echo too. From whom? I think it's coming from you. you, Coming from me. Okay, hold on. Because the little needle in your place moves when I talk. Like I have mine moving and yours moving too. And Klaus's sometimes too. Okay, is this better? Yeah, I think it's better. So the reason why I remember this is because he, of course, you know, like Egan Bernal. Oh my gosh. You know, like he came... He he came out. It, it was like his debutant show, I will say, for the for the world tour. So yeah. of course he's he's racing for Sky, and they actually calculated the watts per kilo, whatever the numbers that he put out in that uh, uphill time trial, and they were insane. So of course people and we as Colombians have the greatest reputation for the best doping controls of our. Athletes, especially in cycling down in Colombia. So people started like, come all, you made them all those together. And they said like, oh, this guy guy must be, must be, you know, like doing some shenanigans in there because all these elements. So I dare to say that I felt, you know, like that I was sympathetic with Bernal because he had the dark cloud of sky on him, the bad reputation of Colombian doping controls on him. And also really really good you know like numbers that you don't see every day even in professional cyclists so those three for me created the perfect storm for him oh my gosh people in colombia wanted to like put me on stake and burn me how do you dare insinuating that he's doing something how is you like blah 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 i'm like <laughs> i'm just telling you that those two things those three things don't look well if you are not a diehard Colombian nationalist. You know, like, but you know not... what's even more amazing? Oh, my gosh. That he didn't even win the race. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so go no, figure. Actually... I know it's not just a time trial, but, you know, the, he didn't even win the race as a whole. So imagine that. I think that uh, maybe we should make clear, in case people didn't get it, that Natalia was being facetious when she said that the doping controls in Colombia are so good. The only people, the only organization that has worse doping controls than the Colombian Federation is the National Football League here in the United States. <laughs> there's more yes, people at the it's NFL. So there's more people at the NFL that get the wink, wink. Yeah, you go ahead. You passed. Then no, but it is, it, but it is even case. funny because the president of the Colombian Federation, the past president, he was saying on tape, that he was just going to start, was going just to work with the assumption that nobody was doing it. So that's it. We are going to assume that nobody is doing it. So because of that, we are not even going to test for it in any of the races. So that's how that <laughs> thing is. So I would just say it's like Buregan. The guy is super talented, but given all these other things going on, he is just is going to have like this question mark or you know like lingering doubts that sure. Every pro cyclist must have them, but given all these things, he's going to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. they are going to but be listen, worse for him. So it's interesting. By the way, though, he's because... leading the uh, Tour of California now. Too. Oh, burn. But here's the thing that um, 
I didn't watch the stage. Yet, Sorry, listen. that's why that's why my scream of oh, pain. Me neither. I saw something <laughs> on my computer. Okay. Colombian um, okay. cycling may have that dark cloud because of the poor doping controls in Colombia, but there hasn't been like a big time like scandal in doping internationally that involves Colombians. I mean, well, you know, the, the, during the Armstrong years. Yes. Should we should we knock on wood right now? I'm I'm knocking on fake uh, wood because this it thing depends is if you count Sergio now. Yeah, but was that really a big scandal? Yeah, okay, so I'll give it to I, you. Let's say it now. Let's say it now. But if I'm gonna doubt anybody, it's gonna be Italians above anybody else and Spaniards. <laughs> no, I mean. The last humongous, like, what was Danilo de Luca, no? I mean, like, Ezequiel Mosquera, obviously, Valverde. I mean, no, but shit, I mean every, well, I'm were... sorry, shoot. Everybody that was involved in Operación Puerto, that's all. That was, But, I mean, Spain. there was two riders before the Giro last year. Uh, stuff happens at the Giro, and then it's just because it's not at the tour, it doesn't seem to be a make it as uh, big a news. Absolutely, but... I just I don't know if I was gonna if I was gonna start pointing the finger I would start pointing the finger the way the Italians before the Colombia I mean I personally wouldn't point the finger because I and I've said this before it, it, doping is part of the sport and if somebody does it and gets away with it good to me that's good strategy you know so anyway well I don't know that it's by country I think you can no, 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 more course. than likely just say if you look at the numbers if you have a grand tour you have more teams from that country more riders from that country so they're more likely to get caught because there's just grand more of them yeah yeah yeah. no you're absolutely right but uh who was it was it Cookson that said that uh Catholics were more likely to cheat no 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 that was Pat McQuaid oh Pat McQuaid thank you very much yeah yeah, Catholic more likely communicated for saying that. No, because he's not well, Catholic himself. He's Protestant. Yeah. That's why Italians and Spaniards cheat, but Germans and French, South Americans in South America. Man, that is such a scientific explanation. It, I, this guy so did good. a lot of. He did an experiment. Did with you? Did, did you guys? Sorry to interrupt. Did you guys happen to stumble upon that? Uh, Suppose academic article that came out saying that. It was a, kind of like bashing the testing of salbutamol um, levels for doping control. So it was like the, the title of the paper is "Futility of Current Sal- the Futility of Current Salbutamol Doping Control." No, I think it's like yeah, it came out for like, and I actually like read it. It was like it came there. It did the rounds last last week, and I'm not going to claim because I'm not. Uh, uh, professional in the clinical pharmacology aspects, but boy, the reviewing process for that particular article it really makes you wonder. It was like, you know, I actually how have did referees went for this. You know, like there's a lot of question marks there about claims that they do. They totally like oversell what they are doing. So, well, just think about the fact that all the Armstrong stuff, a large part of that program was blood transfusions, and there's still no way to test for that. So why wouldn't you do it? Valverde. Exactly. The funny part of this article is that they are pretty much the, the model that they are using to do their, their analysis starts 
with a model of how salbutamol is, you know, like processed or whatever in your body, but for dogs, and then they extrapolate it for humans. And all they do is like computer simulations. And based on that, they go and say, see, this is why this control is completely screwed up. Nobody should be tested for this. It's just useless, right? You cannot tell that somebody abuse the limits with that. So here's the thing. Funny. Because, uh, you know, we can, of course, talk about this forever. Um, it's always going to exist. So I think of it as like shoplifting. It's always existed. It's always going to exist. But you just hope that you have some people and some things and some protocols to try to fix it. But it's like any crime. You know, it's like crime. Like, I mean, maybe you could say, it's always going to be there. So take away the police. Yeah. Well, no, you have the police and just you hope for the best. I, I think that um, maybe because I am Catholic and I was born in South America or born Catholic rather than then left Catholicism very early on when Ozzy Osbourne and Motorhead and Iron Maiden introduced me to everything else. Um, maybe it's because of that, but like, you know, with Marco Pantani, you know, they had the Pantani, the Chima Pantani or whatever it was called for the Giro. And a lot of people were like, oh, they should never blah, blah, blah. Who does, who's saying that? British people, Americans, you know, whatever. Do you think the Italians for a second stop and say like, well, you know, Pantani had a little bit of a checkered past. We shouldn't know. They worship him like he's an idol because guess what? He gave them happiness and he was amazing. What happened afterwards, what he was doing at the time, what he wasn't doing at the time is inconsequential. I'm watching the race. But it's from also the fact right that now. he's dead. He's sort of a martyr. So the fact well, that he's dead yeah. makes it. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll take, I'll take Pantani doing whatever the hell he was doing or not doing. I don't care. That was exciting racing. I'll take him over Chris Froome. Even if Chris Froome proves eventually to be absolutely squeaky clean, I don't care. I don't watch cycling because I want saints there. I watch cycling because I want excitement. He doesn't give me excitement. Team Sky doesn't give me excitement. It's not about like, oh, I want to follow the rules. Everybody should follow the rules. It's a sport. I'm like, yeah, but, it's a okay, sport. So now you're Entertain saying that. me. Cheat. Yeah, but in terms of entertainment, what happened at Romandy with Rock League, wasn't that entertain entertaining? With uh, Bernal, Bernal and, and Roglic. Yeah, yeah. It was That's, awesome. It was so weird to see that coming f from a guy that was wearing the Sky uniform in that stage when yeah. they went kind of like mano a mano with, with yeah. Roglic. That was, that was good. That was cool. Because they haven't gotten a hold of him yet. <laughs> they haven't taught him. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a great race. It was two outsiders, quote unquote, from the sport. Uh-huh. Um, obviously Roglic significantly older, I say. Roglic is like four years older than, than Egan. But no, it was a good race. It was it was not the establishment, of course. Like you said, the weird thing is that Egan Bernal was wearing a Sky jersey and Sky jerseys doing things like that. That's just crazy and that just doesn't happen. But back to my original point, it doesn't affect me. I don't care if somebody quote-unquote cheats. I don't care. It doesn't really matter. I watch the sport because I want it to be awesome. Doesn't really matter. Do you think anybody cared when Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire were going for that record in the same year? That was amazing. It was historic. And I don't even like baseball. They were like, oh, yeah, they were blah, blah, blah. So what? It was still exciting where it happened. I don't care. Is it a bummer? Yeah, it's a little bit of a bummer. Does it, does it make it annoying when you're like, oh, I'm a cycling fan. Oh, what about Armstrong? Yeah, it makes it annoying. Would I rather have everybody be clean? Of course. But like Klaus said, 
you're never going to get rid of crime. That doesn't mean that you can't just enjoy life while it's going on. I don't know. I think the I think the thing that mo- most people associate with cycling is the tight shorts. <laughs> Actually, you're totally like, right. That's what people go, you the tight shorts. Like that's Oh, I, you with the lycras. You well, know, my brother started started cycling, well the mountain biking. What we do in Colombia is pretty much ride mountain bikes on pavement. That's the the the, the standard there. So he started doing that. I cannot get him to just wear the lycras. It's like it's not the lycra, like they say down there. He, he just he just can't. He can't. He can't. He can't. Even the friends, all of the other friends, made the transition because hello is more comfortable <laughs> like that. He has to put like shorts on top of it. It's like he's not. It's not 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 able to do that. That is That's fascinating. Weird. What about what about yeah. shaving his legs? Has he started shaving his legs yet? No, 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 no. That's funny. No, you know, it's funny because we I have think a friend. For riding a bike like that, I mean, if you're not riding long distances, it's yeah, fine. That's Just fine. put on some shorts. I know. As long as somebody's Soccer on a bike. Soccer shorts or something? Yeah. It's good. Yeah, mountain bike shorts. I mean, I have those for when I just do like short rides. But uh, so we have a friend here who uh, was like, oh, I have a bike and I know you guys ride a lot. We should ride together. And we're like, yeah, absolutely. That's cool. And she was like, I've only ridden here in Pittsburgh a few times since I moved here. And there's so many, like, you know, those stupid people that are wearing like those tight shorts and everything. And my wife and I look at each other like, oh, yeah, those stupid people. I'm like, she was like, what? Oh, my God. Don't tell me you guys wear that. We were like, "Uh, yeah, we wear that. Why? Because it's a lot more comfortable. What do you mean? Because we're part of a cult. When you go out for a four-hour ride, is she was like, you guys ride for four hours? Uh, how long do you ride for? I don't know, 25 minutes, 30 minutes? <laughs> yeah, then just go ahead and wear whatever pants you want, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's to each their own. However, I must say this. The last time I rode my bike, Natalia was there. Yes. Last time I touched my bike. But what does that mean? We don't know what that means. Oh, well. Uh, Natalia could be there right now. <laughs> Natalia, when was that? And I actually, I was there yesterday. I did that, that, that loop yeah, yesterday. So. Oh, really? But no, yeah. when was it that we, that we did that right? It is, it was last summer. So you yeah, came last here last summer. I think it was right before Joe's birthday, around that time. Okay, so. Did you guys wanted August. to see it. Yeah, yeah August, 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 in yeah. August. So yeah, it was less. And now, I mean, I'm yeah. not going to ride by myself. Everybody, I've said this a million times in the podcast. I don't like riding alone and my wife can't ride a bike because she's like 19 months pregnant. So there's no way I, oh my God, you want to hear something funny of what I'm an asshole I am. I'm sorry, what a jerk I am. Uh, <laughs> I called her Jabba the Hutt the other day. <laughs> no, you <laughs> didn't. <laughs> That is an excusable man. Really. I, know. I don't remember the context within what it was, but it was actually kind of funny. She she wasn't she didn't take offense because of the context of what it, in which it was. But then later we were like, I was kind of messed up that I said that. But anyway, okay. <laughs> I brought up Romandy exclusively because I want to say that I watched it in Spanish from Spain in Spain, like Spanish TV. And uh, the guy kept referring to Egan as a bestia. 
which I thought I didn't. I mean, I know when in English you say like, man, that guy's a beast, but I never heard it in Spanish. Somebody being referred to as a beast, but yep, he was a beast. The other thing I wanted to talk about was the festival Elsie Jacobs or Jacobs. Um, Jacobs. Jacobs. Where, where is that's in Luxembourg, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently, Andy Schleck is one of the people yeah. sponsoring or fundraising or whatever yeah, yeah, to, make it, was, to make it happen. Really cool. mm -hmm. and he was Am I right that the Schlecks never, none of, like, neither one ever won a grand tour? Yeah, right. Yeah. Andy, Andy Schleck won a tour, uh, a tour de France, didn't he? After he was taken from Contador or something? Uh, nah, but I'm saying, right, like, who stood on the point of Vuelta? Nothing? I don't think so. I, I think so. it was, like, seconds, no? I don't, I don't remember. Isn't that amazing? They Isn't never that sad that we don't even remember? I mean, yeah, 2010. It shows how much. I mean, I'm pretty sure, but I just, that's what I was thinking. In 2010, he won the overall Tour de France. But that's a vacated. That was vacated by Alberto Contador. Yeah, so that's, I mean, whatever, you know. It doesn't uh, fully oh yeah, count. And uh, Armstrong was in that as well, in that one. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, who's yeah. going to remember that Oscar Pereira won a Tour de France? <laughs> Everybody remembers I mean, Floyd Landis. That is pretty funny. Anyway, um, in that festival, Elsie Jacobs or whatever, um, one of the teams, one of the small teams got all their bikes stolen. And, you know, this happens three or four times a year. I hear that all the, all the team bikes are gone or whatever. So everybody, like, you know, all the other teams pitched together and everybody lent bikes. Now, I don't know if people out there know who Jose Bean is, Tour of Jose in, on Twitter. She is a journalist from uh, the Netherlands who is very well versed in women's cycling. And she was doing the commentary. And actually, her name is Yossi, which I was like, wait, what? Yossi. That's how it's pronounced. So, Yossi Bean or Bean uh, was on TV and she goes, She goes, oh, that girl, whatever, number 61, her name is blah, blah, blah. And she's riding my bike because they stole the bikes and I lent her my bike. And she goes, and that's the fastest my bike has ever gone uphill. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. That was awesome. That story was so sad because this was a club team. So the bikes, is not that they were provided by a sponsor. Most of them yeah, were, were, I mean, all of them were bikes that they bought with their yeah, own money. The so I'm like, team. oh, man. Like you thieves, I hope that karma yeah, it's, gets it's it on bad you. Bad to any team, but when it's a small team and it's a women's team, it hurts yeah. so much more. It's tough. Like yeah, all but, the possible bad juju to those thieves. Sure. Yeah, no, but it was funny then to see some of the girls riding the Cipollini bikes from the Cipollini team, and then some of the some of them were wearing like riding the Canyon bikes and stuff, whatever. And it was kind of cool. And I know that it has happened in the men's peloton as well. When somebody gets all their bikes stolen, everybody kind of pitches in. That's awesome. But, uh, and then the other last thing that I had about that was one of the women there. I can't remember. I think her name is Kelly drags. Is that what it is? Natalia? I think it's Kelly drags. She has five siblings. It's five of them and they're all professional cyclists. 
Huh. Kelly, yes. Kelly, Jesse, I, Demi, Letty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how you pronounce the last name, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's like the bone traps yeah. of cycling. It's, it's yeah. funny. <laughs> Kelly, Jesse, Demi, Letty, and Jerry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. This is. Yeah, that blew my mind. Um, I can't believe I. Yeah, it must have because I, I'm sure it's one of those things that I wanted to mention and for some reason never made it to a podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. That, those bits of like actual usual information sometimes just don't make it. Um, yeah. The Plankert cycling family is also like, I mean, there's been through generations and now they're all siblings, but there's been like 10 Plankerts that are professionals. Um, so yeah, with that, I guess we can discuss the Giro d'Italia if you guys want. It's been an amazing, sure. amazing, amazing Giro so far. You know what is my favorite color in Italian? My favorite Italian color? Uh, ciclomino. I yes, yeah, I, I love that how song. that word sounds. <laughs> ciclomino. I don't like I don't like the the color per se, but just like ciclomino. Yeah, totally made up. Ah, oh, really? It's not even a real word in Italian? No, 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 it is. I'm just saying it sounds totally made up. Like it oh. doesn't sound like Okay, a real... so when we, you know, I just got back from, like I was saying, from vacation and we were in Italy and we were discussing the Italian language. The Italian language sounds like a cartoon. Like, like if I'm pretending to speak Italian, that's what it sounds like. Hey, the and that's exactly what they sound like when you're there. It really is like a cartoon of itself. It's really that's racist. Thank you, Mike. Uh, you are absolutely right. But it's it's totally weird. I, I I love that. I enjoyed Italy quite a bit. I've never been to Italy, oddly enough. But yeah, uh, Rome was just a big city, just annoying and crappy. Uh, Florence was a tourist trap, disgusting. But every little town, every other little town that we went to, San Remo was beautiful just unbelievable amazing every little town that we went to in italy was great the two big cities were you know whatever what you would expect them to be but uh anyway yeah i mean italian as a language is just hilarious hilarious and if there's any formula I one fans, hearing someone actually say mamma mia <laughs> mamma mia um if there's any formula one fans listening we went through we drove through monaco and when we were in monaco we were stopped at a traffic light and somebody crosses right in front of me in one of those little push scooters, like pushing Mika Hakkinen. I rolled the window. And I was like, hey, Mika. He turned around and waved. I was like, yes, this is awesome. I should have taken a photo. But anyway, that's it. Then I found $5. On with the Giro. What are we thinking over here? Are we thinking that uh, Esteban Chavez has a chance in hell to win this thing? Do we think that Superman Lopez has a chance in hell to win? Do we think that Froome is going to come back from the dead? Is Dumoulin going to take a big dump? And what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> Filipino, huh? What's going on, guys? Well, it's a little complicated for Chavez considering for his teammate is leading the race. Well, yes. And, but. and he is dominating the race. It's funny. They post a picture I was I saw yesterday comparing when Yates won the, the stage that he had Peanut on the wheel for a little while and they are like picturing the faces they were making at the same time. And this is, it's almost insulting coming from Yates, you know, because Pino is like tongue out, you know, like yeah. ready to pass out. And then Yates is sure. It's not that he's taking a walk in the park, but effort 
wise comparison of those two faces is not the same. He's oh, like, he was, he was I straight out for smiling. It? Oh my gosh. <laughs> smiling the last like 20 meters. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was great. Uh, yeah. And Pete, not, not only that, but I mean, Chavez behind him was also, you could tell he was, but you, you never know what's going to happen. I asked, do you think there's any chance in hell that Esteban Chavez can win this Giro? Sure. I will say that probability is strictly greater than zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I absolutely agree. Who do you think is going to win this Giro? The way that things are right now with as much as you know right now, with the long time trial coming up, knowing the way the teams are, uh, who has a strong team and who doesn't, who do you think is going to Natalia, you, you can go first. Who do you think is going to win this Giro d'Italia? Hmm... Uh, Egan Bernal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Egan Bernal. How many more time trials are there? Just one more? Just one more time trial. Running, right? Yeah, a long one. Is it a long one? Uh, 30, 36 uh, yeah, like kilometers? Let me, let me so check. Uh, long enough that... 34.2 kilometers. Sorry for the interruption. Yeah. The Milan so, could still win. What's that? Yep. Dumoulin. I agree. I think Dumoulin can still win. Still, yeah. I think he's still the favorite. He's not in the best of shape, especially if he sort of rides himself into better form. And but he's been keeping up with the climbing, okay? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he lost. He didn't really lose that much on that on on that stage that Yates won. Um, when was that? Was the last? Uh, I don't know what what whichever one it was. He came in. Yeah, with, the last. Uh, with the the group last with, uh, stage. But. What about Richard Carapaz? Oh my gosh! Yeah, Holy he is my God. one big regret for my Velo Games team <laughs> because I was I, I don't Europe? remember who I replaced him with, and I didn't put it in. And like, oh, I'm kicking my butt because of that yeah. stupid decision. That kid, does he come from the Movistar Colombia or where? I, you know what? No. I meant to look that up. Strongman, I think he comes from Strongman something or other from Colombia. He's from a Colombian okay. team, but he's one of these local Colombian oh, teams. Wow! Nah, yeah. this kid is unbelievable. Unbelievable! He's gonna win the white jersey for sure. There's just no way anybody else can. And he basically took the leadership of Movistar from from Betancourt, who's not doing badly at all. I mean, he's what eleven. Yeah, I'm, right I'm, now? I'm surprised. I'm, I'm surprised in a good way with with Bananin. Yeah, no, I'm 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 super happy with Winnie the Pooh. I think he's doing well. something way more drastic. He's going to keep his job. Well, listen, finish. I mean, running eleventh or twelfth in the Giro d'Italia after you know the first week and a few days or whatever it is, it's not bad. He's he's riding well this year in general. I just think that he is, but out. this season is a Hail Mary for him. Man. I know, but he's doing it well. The only thing is they, they, need to, they need to decide what is going to be his role. Is he going to be a super domestic? Is he going to be a regular domestic? Is he, are they going to keep him around for a short life? I don't think he's consistent enough to be a super domestic at no, this no, point. No, That's I, why, I mean, he either has to win something that doesn't have to be huge, or I think he's out of a job. We'll see. I don't know. I, I really think that he's doing pretty well. And honestly, he's a way better rider in the last three seasons even than Dyer Quintana. Dyer Quintana has but you know why Dyer Quintana has a job. Why would, <laughs> why, what are you talking about? Why does Dyer Quintana have a job? I know, right? 
for the same reason that uh, what's Sagan's brother's name? Jura. Uh, Jura. Jura. <laughs> yeah. Guys, did you know what the Supreme Court did today here? No. Here in upstate New York, you mean? No, here in the U.S. Ah, uh, no, I don't yeah. know. No, I don't listen. Gambling to for sports events is now legal in the U.S. Really? No way. Yep. Yes, Patty Power. Here we go. Supreme Court. Right. But now what they are doing is that it's not going to happen from, you know, like night today, day to night. I don't know. It's not going to be one of those quick changes, but they are leaving it to the states to regulate how things are going to be happen. But there is, it's not illegal anymore. So... Yeah, I'm sure Las pretty Vegas. sure that a lot of people are going to. There's a lot of bookies that are really upset right now because they're going to be going out of business. Oh, in Las Vegas. Las Vegas. So that's the thing that every state now gets to decide how this is going to play out. So you can see no. the lobbies, the lobbying from Vegas and etc. trying to put some restrictions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With course. respect to how this is going to be. Regular, but yeah, for professional and amateur sporting events, there is no they lift the ban. Wow! Yeah, as many today. as two states for breaking amateur news, sporting events. I should have played the play, 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 breaking news. <laughs> Can I bet on high school soccer? Amateur, they say amateur and professional sports. So I'm yeah, guessing I'm sure this is where the lawyers, the lawyers, yeah, are, that's because of college football, obviously. But yeah, yeah legally now you can bet, on, bet your, on high school. When my daughter starts playing soccer, you can bet on her games. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. And you know, it's funny because I'm sure that people are listening in, in Europe are probably like, what's the big deal? Well, imagine not being able to bet. It's hilarious. No, you know who's probably like happier than a pig in poop? All like the draft kings and all those like online like fantasy football, fa- fantasy football places. Yeah. They, they were getting yeah, because really they got shut stuff. down. Yeah, a lot of them got shut down and they were being like, wow. Why is it that people, but why is it that it's like a pig on poop and not a pig with a new leash? But you say that it's happier than a pig in poop and it's not happier than a pig wearing a new leash or a new rope. When are pigs, when do pigs like wearing a new leash? Yeah. I, that's the Colombian saying. I'm, I'm just, I know. I'm just like, that one doesn't make sense. Happier than a pig wearing a new leash. I don't know because it's more distinguished that like that. I guess, but it's drops true. less in the in the neck. Uh, it's, it's just funny. I never thought absolutely like, false. A pig <laughs> wouldn't like wearing a leash, new or old. But a pig loves, you know, playing in the mud in their own poop. So happier than a pig in poop. Anyway. I had to explain to uh, an American who is an English speaker who nah, – I know no one would care, but I don't want to say names. A certain Colombian person in Colombian cycling spoke of another person in Colombian cycling and re- said that he thought of himself as baby Jesus in underpants. <laughs> Is the common saying in Colombia? Yes. <laughs> and he was like, "What does that mean?" That he baby. thinks he's baby Jesus. And I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's something Colombian." That or the last, the last ice Coca Cola on the desert or something like that. <laughs> yeah, which makes more sense. But, but yeah, Jesus, no, he's hilarious. Oh, by the way, have you seen? Have you seen, not seen? But have you listened to Goga again in the Eurosport? Mm. Yes, if anybody, no. Oh my God! Like here we go. Year, 
Yeah, last year I tweeted at uh, Rob Hatch and I told him, uh, in the name of Latin America, I would like to apologize for that squawking uh, crow that you have behind you that we can hear over your microphones. That's Goga. Please don't think that she's Colombian. Even though she's doing the commentary for Colombia, she's Mexican. He never responded, obviously. But if anybody's watching the Giro uh, on Eurosport and you hear in the background, that's Goga. She's the Mexican commentator for the Colombian broadcast of the Giro d'Italia. As we've said before, we've all watched these races in other languages. And while I've heard some noises in the background, I've never heard audible, perfectly clear voices like words from the other commentators. Close as they are, they just, it never happens. And yet, if you're watching a race in Eurosport, you're now listening to two languages at once. At once. And here's the thing, though. Sometimes you'll hear, like if it's an exciting moment, you may hear, like if it's, if, if, if Thibaut Pino was to like be about to win a stage, you may hear the French commentators, you know, their sound bleeding into the, the microphones in English. But this woman, it, it, there's nothing going on and you can hear her. You know what she needs? She needs to shut her mouth. But no, I, I've heard that radio people do this. It, she needs compression in her voice and hair, headphones, technical talk, so that she doesn't have to strain her voice and the volume will be louder in her headphones and then whatever. It's just something I've heard. But Jesus Christ, to think that that's a professional that's getting paid is embarrassing. It's completely embarrassing. Plus, it's embarrassing that she's so loud and probably annoying everybody in that booth. But even worse than when you actually listen to what she's saying is absolute, complete, 100% nonsense. I mean, she makes Carlton Kirby look like a Nobel Prize of cycling. It, it, oh, come on. Oh, God. Come on. She's so clueless. She, she, uh, she makes Paul Sherwin look good. Oh, that. <laughs> she's not that bad. I mean, I, I agree that she's kind of a drama queen and she japs a lot, but... She's better than a lot of commentators. And I'm, I'm restricting the commentators to the ones that speak in Spanish in terms of providing actual, actual not information. bad information in terms of what's going on, that she can actually try to explain sometimes what's, what's happening versus other commentators that they just go and, you know, like, talking about football or slash soccer or, you know, like completely making up statements and that sort of, of crap. So, but like yeah, it must be Cody. annoying to have her like side to side. I'm wondering if they go in and then they see the señal Colombia and then they see her coming in. It's like, oh crap, here we go. They hand everyone uh, earplugs. Hey, listen, so there's been two stages of the Tour of California, and they both have been won by Colombians? I don't know. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh, you should have said spoiler alert. Yeah, whatever. That's okay. But no, I I guess that's California. Hey, spoiler alert, the Tour of California sucks. It doesn't suck, I mean. The first one. Gaviria won the first one, and Egan Bernal won the second one. Oh, really? Good. Yeah. Because there was a lot of hype around those two, actually. Um, um, Gaviria's biggest competition is Cavendish. So I think 
Yeah, you I know. Sweep it's, all what? the sprint yeah, stages. Gaviria, like, what I'm talking about? Kittel is there. Ewan oh, is right. there. Who else mm, is there? I don't think he's on the same. Kittel, Ewan, uh, what other one? There was another. So Gaviria. It sounds oh, like yeah. good sprinters. Are there. I would say Kittel and Cavendish, but oh, I would Caleb put Ewan? Caleb Ewan. Caleb Ewan. Like, half a run. Peter Sagan, Alexander Christoph. Sagan, Christoph, yeah. No, he's... Sagan is not a pure sprinter. Go on. Travis McCabe, or whatever his name is from... Yeah, Travis McCabe. He's good. He's, he's a good sprinter. He's local. Good. By the way, I wrote questions for Peter Sagan. Oh, yeah, that's right. For my for speed. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering if you speed. wrote any of those. Were you uh, involved in, they, though, in that questionnaire, Klaus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All of it, yeah. But some of them they refused to ask. Okay. Like, like if his son is named after Marlon Brando or Marlon Wayans from uh, In Living, <laughs> Living Color. <laughs> do you oh know which gosh. woman? I, do you know? Do you know which woman's womb your uh, son came out of? Oh shit! Oh come on, dude. What? What is that bad? Is it that, that bad thing to say? Have you? Should I, should I mic this episode as um, explicit? <laughs> have you seen it? Dan? What? The, the interview, oh, the interview with, with Sagan that Manuel for Speed did? No, I didn't. No, I, you no Have no. you seen it, Klaus? Well, yeah, you saw it, right? Klaus? I mean, you yeah, were yeah. part of it, so yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm just wondering how uncomfortable you think he was. No, 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 not very. He he sort of knew ahead of time what it was going to be, and afterwards he was actually super thankful. He's like, oh, man, that was actually a, a good time. Um so yeah, I mean, if I you, think he's okay. I okay. think if, if ahead of time they tell him, listen, these are the guys from Manual for Speed. If you don't know who they are or what they're about, here's the deal. If he says, yeah, let's go for it, then I think he knows what he's in for. So yeah. Plus, it was set up by his eyeglass sponsor, so there was money tied into it on his end. Oh. Like it's something he's doing for his sponsor, so I think he knows he. You know. Yeah, I understand that. Just like the the way that he was giving the answers, sometimes is. Is this, is this because you are not completely fluent in English or this is how you're answering because you really want to keep your private things private? You know, like you don't want no, people like so, knowing more than this I mean, about if you, you. I don't know. If you want to know the whole background. So I had to do a good bit of research and that included, I watched maybe three full interviews that he has done for his uh, Slovakian TV. And I found that you had to learn Slovakian English. No, no, I mean, I think it was all subtitled. But I found that in English, he is a completely different person. Really, like you know how he kind of comes off as either just like you know dumb or rude or uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think Slovakian, he's—I mean, he's clearly not. You know, he's a well, whatever. He is who he is, but. um He, he speaks a lot more and can goes pretty well in depth, mm -hmm. but I think in English, he's just... Yeah, I mean... Okay, so it's more it's of a language barrier it. than him just I trying to shield so. people. And I have to I tell you, so. I, I, mean, was surprised, I was surprised by some of his answers. For example, that he actually is reading Oscar Wilde. Wow! That's surprising. <laughs> I have to say, 
out of I joked about what the answer to that might be and I never on earth expected that he would be reading Oscar Wilde that's beyond anything I could have dreamt up but I'm sure he thought like asking if he liked to to eat tacos every day is normal question for him that he gets asked every day I'm sure that's not the case (laughs) well uh, if people want to see what we're talking about just go to uh, well you can either go to manualforspeed.com or yonderproject.com it's in both and then Daniel from Man for Speed is the one asking the questions and he's wearing the most the most ridiculous in, in typical Daniel fashion, he's wearing the most ridiculous outfit in the world. And they have the interview in front of like a private jet and like a runway. It's just the, yeah. the whole thing is preposterous. In folding chairs in front of a Gulfstream private jet. <laughs> it's the best. It's it's just oh. it's brilliant from beginning to end. By the way. They the the people from Cycling Tips they did an interview with Egan Bernal. I was surprised of how good his English is, given oh, really? how little oh, how really? little he has been talking in English and stuff. It yeah. was they were like the people like I think it was Neil Rogers the one interviewing him. They were surprised by it too. They actually was like we congratulate you on your link on your English. English and Egan was like oh no no come on it's so bad it's so bad and he, he was like no really no no you dude. take this compliment it is good you yeah. know <laughs> I was like enforcing it's like no it is and I was listening Egan, to him must really, Egan Bernal is a really smart person you hear him talking he's actually a really smart kid yeah, it was funny. It was funny too because he has this. If you have the chance, just listen to it. I think is they are doing these daily podcasts from Tour of California. So I think it's mm-hmm. for the for the for the one yesterday. I don't know. It's it's on the title. You can see it and see if you notice in his accent a little mixture between American English and British English. It's just funny how he how he sounds because he has the Colombian accent plus. American accent plus the British accent is this exquisite, you know, like exotic type of <laughs> just funny. So that means that he's speaking mostly cyclist English, yeah. not school English. Yeah, like what I call European. He speaks pretty good European. Kind of how Esteban Chavez has some Australian saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. But, and, dude. and by the way, Carlos Betancourt and uh, Nairo Quintana both now sound like they're from Spain. And speak 100% like they're from Spain. They're pulling a Madonna, is what you're saying. Oh, really? I haven't. It's awful. They're like Madonna. Oh. I know. It's terrible. But, dude, have you heard uh, Chavez speaking Italian? His Italian is spotless. Yes. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And then he was in Proceso, in Proceso La Tapa two days ago or whatever. His Italian is like as good as Rigo's, if not better. And he's never raced for an Italian team. But but, Good but for they him. were based in Italy when he was with Team Colombia, right? And pretty much all he the staff was yeah, Italian. Right. So. Yeah. Do, you think, do you think that Chalapud speaks in Italian? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I was going to say, Italian. I don't know about Chalapud, but I can tell you some of those other guys never learned it. Yeah, no, it's, it's not the Colombian way to get somewhere and learn a language. It's just, it's just not in our proverbial DNA. That's but racist. definitely, I can tell you, I think that, Thanks, Mike. for example, for Rigoberto to go to whatever Cannondale, I'll just call him Cannondale. I'm uh, sure the fact that he knew some English. The first presented by Cannondale? Exactly. Right. Like, I'm sure the fact that he knew English from Team Sky 
makes him a little more desirable for that yeah, team. Absolutely. For sure. Definitely. And I mean, let's let's say that you're like a superstar and the team signs you anyway, even if you don't speak their language. It's in your benefit to know that language because then you'll be able to communicate with your teammates. I mean, it just... Well, especially as a leader. It falls, sure. it falls down because it is ripe. <laughs> Se cae de maduro. Talk about things that can't be translated. Talk about Klaus, how is Anchinche? Oh, the boat. Yeah, how's the boat? I thought you were talking about the TV show. <laughs> Good. I was out last weekend. Where did you go? To the water, to a lake. Oh, okay. Where did you travel to? Yeah. You went out to the lake and then came back. That's nice. Oh, I did like three hours. Ooh, wow. Nice. So, yeah. So I have this friend of mine who's going to start a YouTube channel called Teach a Man to Fish. And the idea is that, you know, he's really into fishing. So he's going to go up to people that have, that may be able to teach him something. So like, you know, teach a man to fish as opposed to like, you know, feed him one day and teach a man to fish, fish, you know, feed him. You know that Bible thing? Does that make any sense? Guys? Yes. Yeah. Rather than give him a fish, teach him. Yeah, teach him how to fish. Teach a man to fish. That's the name of the channel or whatever. So he's going to go out and like people, like fishermen that know a lot about you know, fishing, whatever. And he wants to interview Klaus for the show. And like, just... I don't know how to fish. No, just talk about your boat. Just anything that has to do with water, water conservation, boats, fishing, swimming, open water swimming, anything like that. So he wants to interview you about your boat. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, he's trying to get some funding so he can actually do some traveling and stuff and then get some interviews in the can. So, I mean, he's a... Uh, I mean, he he does like real documentaries and stuff. He's not just some like I'm gonna start a YouTube channel with my iPhone. No, it's a real deal. By the way, I was embarrassed that someone that I know was talking to their friend, and their friend needed help with some kind of with podcasting. So they said, "Oh, Klaus knows about podcasting." So the guy called me on the phone, and I said, "Hey, just so you know, I I I mean, I'm on a podcast, but I don't do the I don't post the files or whatever." So that's my brother. So I don't, I don't really know. And then the guy started to ask me like five questions. I didn't understand a single word <laughs> that he was saying. I think it was about like a service that he uses that uploads it to like multiple places at once and sends out a tweet about it and automating that and how he wanted to change it to another. And he's like, so I'm thinking I'm trying to export those files and migrate it to the whatever service. And I was like, <laughs> I, I'm so I'm flattered that people told you that I don't know anything. He's like, but don't you do a podcast? I'm like, I talk I, on one I, of those. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I have no. And he's like, what's it about? And I was like, well, actually, I don't even. We don't even know the topic that we're talking about. So just forget. Like, hang up. You know more than I do. I'm telling you. And he's like, well, I've only done like three podcasts. And I was like. You know more than I do, seriously. Well, actually, I know exactly what he's saying, just based on what you're saying. I had to migrate all my stuff, uh, like maybe two or three years ago. I migrated everything. It was a humongous pain in the butt. But okay, so let's finish the the, the, the episode. I want to hear a thumbs up or thumbs down overall on what you guys think about the following people: Simon Yates. Thumbs up or thumbs down? So far, thumbs up. Jiro. Up. Thumbs up. Klaus. Up. By the way, as we've said before, 
just because Orica has that YouTube channel. Mitchelton. Mitchelton Scott. Scott. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, just because they have that, I kind of have a sense for him. He seems nice I like enough. Adam better than I like Simon. But yes, I'll take Simon. Because he has a huge zit on his uh, chin as well, which is really, really By the endearing. way, that's my... That's the... Uh, I'll just kind of spill the beans because I doubt this is going to happen. That was my proposed. I came up with a lengthy list of riders at the Tour of California that should be interviewed on a daily basis by Manual for Speed. Questions, topics of interest, things that are good or funny or potentially interesting about each person. And for, uh, wait, which one's at the Giro? Simon. Simon. Which of the twins? And the other one in California is Adam. I said that every single day they should go to Adam and say, Simon, what do you think about your brother, Adam? <laughs> Did you see uh, last year? Because I want someone to interview. Yeah, last year in the YouTube thing, they, they Adam complained about that. It's like every time, every single day of my life, somebody's called me Simon. Every single day of my life. At least one person. Like how I saw an interview with Pete Best, the first drummer of the Beatles, and they said, so how come they called you Ringo? Is it because you wore rings? And he's like... <laughs> No, I'm, I'm I'm Pete Best. It's like, oh, so like in uh, that one song, in uh, the movie Hard Day's Night, what was it like to be? And he's like, no, I wasn't. Oh, man. I think it'd be pretty okay. funny. But no, I, so I think thumbs up. Thumbs up. Uh, Esteban Chavez? Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Tom Dumoulin? Thumbs down. Thumbs down? Thumbs up because of the po- his poop incident. I, I still say thumbs he's up. He's had two He's, he's hilarious. He's, he's weird. He's hilarious. He's cool. He is the most boring type of Grand ever. Tour rider he's, I, he ever. Makes, he makes Chris Froome look like a sh- like a, a showgirl. Like a yeah. But anyone that has two like uh, memorable poop incidents in their cycling career is at the top. Anybody of that has one is at the top of my list. All right, Tibo yeah, Pino, two. up or down? Thumbs up, up or thumbs down? Up. Up as well. I love it. Up because he's French. Got to give and him And the faces. Up. The faces he makes is... Domenico Pozzovivo. Oh, Domenico up. Pozzovivo. Up. Way up. Always up. Yeah. Yeah, because he's never a real contender. He's just a climber. You have to love no, a climber, especially... Yeah. Yeah. He's like... He's super old. I didn't realize. I always thought of him as being young. He was born in... Oh, really? He was born in 82. So he's... For cycling, that's kind yeah, of... Yeah, right? He's like 30... 33, 32? Something like something. that. Yeah. He's not in his 20s. He's, he's an old dude. Now, any pure climber that could just like be disastrous in a time trial, I'm all for. <laughs> he's had good time trials before, but yeah, in La Vuelta España two years ago, he had a really good time trial. But All right, so yeah, Domenico Pozovivo, just super thumbs up. He's tiny and he's awesome. Richard Carapaz, we all agree, right? Thumbs up. up. Yeah. Yeah. I'll... I'll Clump these two guys together because Australia and New Zealand are like the same country, basically. So George Bennett oh. and Rowan Dennis. Thumbs I don't up. Have thumbs. I don't have thumbs for either of them. I don't care. I like George Bennett. Yeah, no, I, and I think... I give them like a fist yeah. bump. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, this is another one that is like weird. Peo Bilbao is ninth right now. He's, he's leading Astana. Like... Above Miguel Angel Lopez, who's 13. So anyway, but Peo Bilbao, I don't have thumbs for either. I don't care one way or another. Yeah, I don't. But in general, 
I don't know that I love Astana Rider. There's something and that's it's okay. Astana is the new sky. Whatever. Have you seen how they are driving the and train? And it's not up? even about the style. Okay. It's if we agree that sometimes the reason why we like team like teams, it's like the color or they have a cool bike or there's a cool bike backstory. Astana, I just can't. I've never really. I don't know. I, I think exactly the opposite. The fact that Vino Kudov is involved makes it, makes it awesome. Um, I'm being facetious. Uh, and then finally, Michael Woods. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up. Oh, I like him. Uh, Canadian. He's old. He's getting into things late in life. He's balding. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so that was the that's the top ten as it stands right now. Yates, Chavez, Dumoulin, Pino, Posovivo, Carapaz, Bennett, Dennis. Uh, Bilbao and Woods. And after that is Froome, 11th, Conrad, 12th, Superman Lopez, 13th, Ben O'Connor, uh, 14th, Fabio Aru, 15th. 15th. So and now Carlos that you mentioned. 16th, good for him. Yeah. Now that you mentioned getting old, it was a funny thing. Like two, two weekends ago, I volunteered for a local race to do the. The, the sweep of the of the of the of the course for a race that's yeah. racist so it was like the race was to be held on a sunday and i think it was thursday or friday that we went and just make sure that the streets that the race was going to were kind of like decent clean and you know like just try to scrape some gravel of the turns where it can be dodgy and all those things so in the volunteer crew were two kids they are just graduating from high school and it was funny to see their faces of pure joy when they saw that I actually could talk to them about cycling. You know, like, and I, I watched the spring races and you know, like, I know what's going on. They, they felt as if like having, the, they found the hidden treasure of Itaca. It's like, oh my gosh, you cannot believe how good it is to find somebody to talk to because nobody these things actually like follows professional cycling. And I'm sitting there like, this is how a diary must feel. You're like, okay, you people now, yes, I'm here and I know things. It was Natalia. funny. Yes. Natalia, yes. you are, you found the treasure. Yeah. High school kids in the United States yeah. that know what cycling is. Yeah. That's a treasure. You're a Colombian adult. That's but that's what I'm telling you the reaction that I got from them. So I was just like, maybe as excited as as they were as finding like somebody to you know like talk about cycling here. But other than that, when I saw it's like, man, this thing's still alive. You're like, (laughs) there is hope that this sport is wow. By the way, it's like kids graduating from high school are following it, and not your regular, you know, like. Uh, just the Grand Tours, no, nothing. They are like following spring races. They they watch cyclocross. Now you can guess where their families come from. That's the next step. Uh, nope. Colorado. Colombia. Nope. <laughs> no, I have no idea. Italy nope. or California? France. Where else is there? We just you have every to think bigger, Klaus. This is a globalized planet. Oh. China. Spain. Nope. Spain. China, Russia, no, Belgium. No, we just named every country in the world: no. Morocco, Algeria, the no. Marshall Islands, Mauritius, Madagascar, Madagascar. I'm telling you, they follow cyclocross. Burma. They follow spring classic. Belgium, American Samoa, Belgium, close the Netherlands. 
Yes. Yes. Netherlands. The Netherlands. Who, where? The Netherlands. Oh. So they yeah, have yeah. family. And one of the kids was telling me that the the parents actually have the subscription to Sporza. They do a VPN thing or whatever, oh. but they like it because apparently the commentators of Sporza have been there forever. So the parents like to hear, you know, like the same people that they were <laughs> hearing to when they were growing yeah. up. It's like a staple, like from generations to generations, they have been listening to the same That's how people feel about what? Phil Liggett. That's how everybody feels about Phil Liggett. And Paul Sherwin, but yeah, it's kind of like endearing for them. And they, they were telling me, that, yeah, it's kind of interesting when you hear them talking about, you know, like the very old days of the 70s and the 80s. And I'm like, <laughs> very old days. And See, this is when like I'm like a dinosaur at this point. Yeah, like when, when they start like remembering racers, riders for those times. That of yeah. course, this has no idea who they are, but it's funny because they hear the name and they go and Google who the person is. They are, you know, like these old dinosaurs are talking about. So huh? there is something there for Phil Liggett and, and Sherwin. So that was it. Yeah, I have to tell you. Maybe you know. Maybe I'm going to invite him to join the podcast. It's like it's not going to be me. It's going to be one of them one of these days. See what you think about that. That's good. That's good. I just want to I want to give credit where credit's due. We said, was the family from Colorado? No. From California? No. From Italy? No. And my brother said, we just well, named yeah. every country in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and not only is it funny for the obvious reasons, but I just thought about the fact that we hadn't even named more than one country, <laughs> only one country. We not- I just want to... <laughs> Yeah. Credit where credit. <laughs> um, hey, did either of you guys watch Infinity War? Nope. The new Avengers movie? No. no, sorry. It's too bad. How many yeah, times have you watched it? Is it good? Just twice. Okay. I just watched Step Brothers again. Oh, God, that movie's so awesome. Actually, today, just today at the shop where I work, we cleared out all these like tables and moved them out of the way. And I was like, look at all this room for activities. Everybody looked at me like I was crazy. Yes. I was like, hello, stepbrother, nobody. God, that movie's good. My, that movie's so my good. favorite line from that movie, right before the beds collapse on one another and the Will Ferrell character gets pinned under a bed, he goes, so I've been meaning to ask you, do you like guacamole? <laughs> no, I like it right Jeez. before that happens. The, the two parents are like laying in their bed and they hear them. Ah, it's like, no power tools. <laughs> oh, such a great movie. Such a good movie. Such a good movie. Highly, highly, highly recommended. And do you guys have tickets already to go see the uh, Han Solo movie? Nope. They're going to sell no. out, guys. Actually, they're probably already sold out. Sorry, guys. I heard the director and like every well, a bunch of people got fired. Uh, halfway from. through, they fired a whole bunch of people and they had to rewrite the movie and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Listen, Lando Calrissian is in the movie. All right. A young Lando Calrissian. That's all you need to know. And he's being played by. Who's it being played by? Like a kind Childish of relative. Oh, Don, Donald. Oh, yeah. But. Yeah. Child oh, really? Gambino is Lando Calrissian. No, Lando Calrissian is Donald Glover. Okay. Who is Childish Gambino? Isn't it? One in the same? I don't know. What are you talking about, you people? 
I don't even know what you people are talking about. Star Trek, or like CD likes to call it, Star Wars Trek. Star Trek Wars. That's the. Star. I'm sorry. Yes, Star Trek Wars. Best sci-fi yeah. movie ever. Um. So. Yeah. So that is that guy that is childish campaign. Yeah, yeah. The same guy. No, it's right? not the same yeah, guy. That's who Donald Glover is. <laughs> Donald Glover. Yeah, of course. No, no, no. They're different guys. Donald Glover is childish. What? <laughs> what? Oh, I love when I can create chaos in this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> There's no chaos. Donald Glover is childish Gambino. Have what is seen, the chaos? Have you seen the video? The music video? Him, him yeah. Dancing? How fucking amazing is that? I love that dude. Everything, everything that guy does is gold. I haven't seen his Saturday. Oh my oh, so god! I must. It's it's incredible. It's incredible. He's he's the best. I love him. Uh, Childish, <laughs> Childish Gambino is my favorite Donald Glover impersonator. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> Especially his dad, though. I love his dad, Danny Glover. He's amazing. <laughs> Man, in, in that movie with uh, Mel Gibson, he was he was so great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Donald Glover's dad. <laughs> awesome. Ah, uh, man, he's better than Drake. Mm. All right. Um, better than Kane with Kanye West for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this Hue beer that I was drinking, the Rheingeist, uh, the Hefeweizen. I'm not a big fan of Hefeweizen, but I bought some for the for the baby shower in case somebody wanted a refreshing beer. Nobody had a single one. So now I have a six-pack of it, and um, not not that good. That's not to say that Rheingeist isn't good. I'm telling you, try their uh, IPA. It's called Rheingeist Truth. They're from Cincinnati, like I said. If you can get it anywhere, wow. It's it's out of this world. I mean, there's so many good microbreweries right now in Cincinnati. It's unbelievable. Such a shitty city. I'm sorry. Such a crappy city. Such amazing beer. It's unbelievable. It's good. The silver lining. Silver lining. Now I lived in Cincinnati for a very long time. No, it's the, it's the silver. <laughs> now, that you, now that you talk about silver linings, so we did a bunch of spring cleaning and tidied up the, the garage and then took a lot of things to the local dump or recycling center or you know, like garbage sorting place, like, like to talk here. And then one of the guys that actually helps getting your things out of the car, my gosh, he is the most positive dude that I have ever seen in such a was it Danny Glover? nice job. No, it wasn't him. But he was like super helpful and smiling. like, yes, let me put that. And then after you're done, the guy just smiles at you. Have a good day, and remember to stay positive. But it's not fake. It's not rehearsed. It's like truly honest. Stay positive. Really, really interesting. And he literally works what? hauling garbage. And he works hauling garbage. And his job is yeah. literally. <laughs> it's one of those things when he is like just happy, and he just helps to put you know like whatever you want to get rid of. He helps like no, this you can do this scrap metal. You can do this as recyclable sorry this has to be on the you know like garbage thingy but yeah it's, it's good and then he helps and at the end like, and 
have a good day and remember to stay positive. Okay. With that, (laughs) with that, I would like to tell our listeners, thank you very much. Speedmetalcycling.com. And guess what? Stay positive. Yep.